How we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're... they're Sitting down, listening for an hour? Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. A little bit of a different one. Um, yeah. We put our kind of investigator, 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 investigator hats on. Um, not this one. I think it'll look a little bit different. Um, and, and delve deep into um, essentially winter mountaineering boots. Yeah. And uh, that, which is why we, we put B2 or not B2. Yeah. Do you like that, Dave? Uh, honestly, it was like, was that great, seamless? It was like the great bard himself had written the email. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, uh, we obviously like to, um, we talk about um, boots a lot. Yeah, um, boots that you'd use um, while you're out hiking, um, and you know we focus probably a lot on Kilimanjaro, Everest Base Camp, we do, Machu yeah. Picchu. It's funny that. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> but we're doing more and more and more of the high yes. altitude um, mountaineering. So six thousand yeah. meter peaks, even Tupacal in winter, um, and that's a slightly different ball game and Definitely. requires slightly different um, tools for the job. Yeah, and that's, you know, we thought, let's, let's open a discussion with that. We know we've talked about boots and, and, and things like that. And, you know, whilst you're, you're, you're trekking, um, it is, um, you know, really important to get the right kind of boots because whilst you're on the trek and you've got certain type of boots, but when you're on the mountain, you've got different type of boots. Exactly. <clears throat> I know we've discussed that many, many times, but it's always good to talk about it again, especially in the build-up to, you know, season now. Um, we, we discussed it after the last season um, uh, back in Nepal. Um, and yeah, we're uh, myself and Dave heading out to do uh, Mera Peak um, in November. So in literally, yep. I, I, literally a month to the day, we'll be flying over to Nepal, and obviously we can't wait to go back. So as you can imagine, Dave goes into shopping mode. And what have you bought yourself? I've, I've, I've spent a lot. <laughs> um, so essentially, yeah, for doing a lot of investigating um, and talking to the team and guides who have come back up the mountain. One of the things that has come back is that the conditions are getting cold. Yeah. So, it, what, so that again, I, I missed it. The conditions are getting cold. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> you need the right tools for the job. Now, yes. we'll break down sort of what boots are good for what trips and at what time of year. Yeah. But essentially, if you're doing Mera Peak or Aconcagua, um, you're going to need a good set yeah. of double layer mountaineering boots. Yeah. And so I got I got to shopping. And what and did I, you get, Dave? I bought a pair. So now, me and La Sportiva have had a bit of a, a tumultuous relationship over the years. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. But I love the style of the boots. I think they look cool. They're nice, they're very nice. I also like the technology that uh, La Sportiva put in a lot of their boots. Yeah. So there are two um main choices that i whittled one down to we'll start with the ones that i think most people are going for at the minute which is the scarpa phantom 6000s and you know as if by magic dave would you like me just to throw that onto the screen ready <clears throat> i hope it's the right one now there we go <laughs> so that's the first one that i was looking at and regardless of the time of year you're going that's the type of boot you're going to need to use on mera it's a double boot so that outer gaiter is just a gaiter. Okay. Inside that gaiter is another boot. Nice. And inside of that boot is another boot, like a little booty that you wear. Very, very nice. However, but you didn't get that one. Did I didn't you? go for them. I went for these bad boys. Okay. The the <laughs> La Sportiva uh, G2 Evos. Okay. The reason I went for these is because I love the BOA system. 
That's a little knobbly bit on the side, right? That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's also oh, another one of them inside the gator. Awesome. So two of them, and they fasten the boot in two areas. Okay. Um, the reason why... Uh, now, before anyone says, what if they break, you can't fix them? <laughs> it's like a metal wire, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> So they're quite strong. I'd have to be like, I need to snap that. They are, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. but also, I've used boa a lot um, in, like, mountain biking. And, yeah. I love that for Mark. V. Hey, Mark, how you doing, mate? Hope all is well. They've been on the track, you know, boots like Russian dolls. Yeah, that is, uh, that, that's what these, these things exactly, are like, isn't yeah. they? Exactly. Um, so um, I wore them on the first little trek yesterday. We just did a little hit up the, one of the local yeah, hills. Yeah, just up there. So like we're, they're very stiff, but remarkably light. About as heavy as a pair of Mendel Bhutan's. Which is nuts, isn't it? You think of the Crazy. size difference, and yet looking at the actual weight, I was thinking, they're not that heavy. They're very surprising, yeah, surprising. Um, which is another reason why I went for the last Bottivas. They're actually one of the lightest compared to the other. Compared ones. to the other, really, there's not much in it. Yeah, but if you're going to shave, shave a few grams, then I, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be going for that. Brilliant. Um, uh, it's interesting, yeah, because Michael's asked as well. Hey, Mike, how you doing, mate? Um, what's the best for Island Peak? So yeah, with regards to these boots, they are. Um, we're talking about all the peaks now. Like uh, if you if you're on Mera, uh, if you're on uh, Lobuche Peak, uh, if you're on Island Peak. All the these boots that we're talking about now are suitable for all of those peaks. Yeah. Um, because it has changed. And I think, you know, our advice over the last, especially like, you know, talking five, six, seven years ago, when we first started putting our content together and we first started running our trips and we did our first summits to, to Island Peak kind of yeah. several years ago um, uh, with Evertrek was that actually at that time, because the, the, the kind of feedback that we were getting from on the mountain was, you know, in terms of the weather was that B2s would be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, and the thing is also B2 boots have evolved a lot. Yeah. I feel like now they've they've built a lot of lightweight B2s. Yeah. They've they've the market's changed. It's not as easy as going, it's this one, it's this one, or it's this one in terms of the B number. Yeah. It's more about the particular boot. The big thing is is that we're in mountaineering, and especially if when you're on snow, when you're on any form of incline, you've got to have a rigid sole. Yeah, um, because, you know, the, the more rigid it is, you know, your crampon isn't going to ping off or isn't going to come off. It's going to be fully locked in. And as you can imagine, you know, when you're on these peaks, you, you want to make sure that's rigid as possible. Yeah. Now, B2 and B3, B3 is both rigid. B3, as you can imagine, is like the upper end of the spectrum. You know, literally, you cannot force it. B2s are a bit softer. But there are some B2s. There are a little bit towards those rigid lines. That being said, because, the again, we're not just the, the environment, um, not just the industry has changed, but the environment has changed. Yeah. That's, Meaning it has become colder. That's one of the things you know? that we're getting from Mera now yeah. is that Mera Peak, um, particularly if you're going in autumn, yeah. which we are, it's you need the double layered boots. Because yeah. that's the thing, you see, it used to be B1, B2, B3, yeah. and they were all much of, they were very distinct in their categories. Yeah. Like Andy said, now B2s, like you can get B2s that are like, you could tr like, like, like. It's a Newport coming like, out. Like, 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 like. But um, you can get them that they're, they're almost trekking boots. Trek, did you say? They're almost like trekking it. boots. Yeah, yeah. Um, like and uh, <laughs> but then you've got other B twos. Um, so there is a set that I that I highly recommend for sort of winter tupcal. Yeah. Um, which you have the photo there. And uh, let's bring it up, mate. Let's so, let's imagine that I've seamlessly gone to that. Yeah. So winter tupcal is that. One. Manta Pro GTX. Yeah. Nice. Okay, we'll bring it in. We'll bring it in. So these are really good. Now they're good angle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, right in your face. <laughs> uh the inner side is uh, it's the worst anyway. If you're playing football, that's where you'd be in the but, ball. But the reason why I like that picture <laughs> is because it does kind of show the little whelk at the back for the um very the C2 good, quite, very good. quite clear. So yeah. that's why I chose that one. They're really good. I have a pair of them. You can yeah. track in them. Okay. Normally, you okay. know, you could wear, they're a bit heavy mm. and, you know, if you're used to trekking in super lightweight stuff, they're going to be, feel a bit clumpy, but actually I wore those at Penavan, you know, fairly recently. Isn't it? So, because they are quite lightweight and, and uh, just bring uh, that little Tuesday tune in the corner. Um, <laughs> they are a bit lightweight, but they're perfect and they are so rigid that it'll hold a C2 crampon. Will hold a C2 crampon yeah, really nice. easily, but um, you potentially yeah. could get away with that boot yeah or perhaps um no yeah like on island peak in spring yeah now if the weather's quite mild you could use that boot on island peak in spring and it'll be absolutely fine Techni technicality wise it's, right it's good yeah, enough. yeah 
But if the weather gets really cold, you're probably going to want something a little bit more heavy duty. Yeah. So Island Peak in when in autumn and Mera Peak in Aconcagua, you need those double layered ones we showed earlier. Yeah. If you do Island Peak in spring, the information I'm getting is that if you go to the photographs again and yeah, yeah, we'll go let's have a little look. It um so it's the one to the left of that. The, the, the these ones? The cube? That's it, yeah. Okay, we'll bring these in. We'll so these. the information we're getting from the guides is that type of boot, yeah, um, amazing, um, you know, for sort of spring, yeah, on Island Peak. Um, <coughs> there's also another one I got there just to the right of it. I think the Mammut, not the Mammut, the one in the middle, uh, the Mont Blanc. Yeah. The Mont Blanc. That's nice. another one that could be really good. Okay, um, for Island Peak. Yeah. So these two then. So just mm -hmm. coming from uh, you know Evertrekkers now, looking to plan for. You know, because there are some differences, aren't there, in yeah. the autumn, in the spring, um, two massive seasons. And you know, if we were saying, right, this is uh, if you're going to go to Island Peak and you're going to go any time of year, we'd normally say B2s are fine, right? Yeah, um, but now we're kind of shifting a little bit. Now we're shifting a little yeah. bit, so they're B3s, okay, they're just not a double layer B3. I see. Right, so a little bit of difference between the other one you showed us at the beginning, the, yeah. the Phantom Pro. Exactly. Okay. So the the ones that yeah. I bought, the last Sportiva G twos, yeah, and the Phantoms, yeah. and there's also a set of Mammuts on there that are that they're the they're trip so these ones. They're B three, yeah, double layered boots. Wow, I was going to say they they look they look stylish. Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> the other ones that we were on the the Mont Blanc and the Cube. Yeah. A B3 single layer boots. Okay, nice, nice. Now, I would recommend as a minimum for Island yeah. Peak in the spring, yeah. those B3 single layers. Okay, nice. If you want to, bad boys. those, I would say as a minimum, you're going to want those. Okay. Like I said, you possibly could get away with the the other ones, but yeah. if the weather It's risky, starts, though, isn't it? I mean, you, you know, you. <laughs> Whenever we're looking at this, we want, you know, we always talk about, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll get rid of that boot so you can see us. Yeah. <laughs> um, we always talk about managed danger and unmanaged danger. And I think, you know, we look at our health like that as well, and especially especially on, on the mountains when it's super cold and we're looking, you know, we're thinking about our toes here. Um, if weather does come in, you know, okay, the, the guides have some control in terms of, right, let's, let's get down. Um, or they also have some control is if it's that bad, we won't, you know, we, it's just too dangerous to go on. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, things can happen. And, you know, we're not saying this to, to scare you guys. You know, it's uh, when we talk about trekking and, and high altitude and, and the mountains, it can be and is an inherently dangerous place. So we, we, we've got to get comfortable with that. But if we can manage it by having the right gear, um, it's something then that becomes our control. Exactly. You yeah. know, um, and that, <clears throat> that just makes a whole difference. And it means, you know, that could be the difference between, you know, reaching that summit or not reaching that summit. Yeah, exactly. And that's the issue with the, um, you know, the di the difference between those lightweight boots yeah. that could be okay if the yeah. weather plays ball, but if the weather turns really cold, you're going to end up in a situation where potentially you have to turn back because you can't feel your toes and you don't want to risk getting frostbite. If you yeah. have the the other boots, then you're going to be fine. So it is a little bit more complicated than it used to be where we'd say those type of boots are fine. <laughs> now it's like... yeah. That type of boot for this, this type of boot for this time of year, and this type of boot if you're doing that. And it's it's interesting because we, you know, we we talk about research, and you know, we, we, that's why we talked about B2s or not B2s. That is the question because we're, you know, we 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 see a lot of our Evertrekkers out there, and you know, giving us some some feedback on on, on what equipment's working well. Yeah. Um. You know, what equipment is probably at reaching its limit in terms of performance, um. And we just want to feed that back and say, look, this is what's working. You know, especially looking around the industry. Um, you know, looking at the big expedition companies that are on Everest, you know, in the Annapurna regions. Um, so we've done, you know, investigations along that area. We're putting together a really comprehensive blog on this as well. Yeah. Um, just so you've got it, so you know exactly where you stand. Because, you know, these are big purchases and they are um, sometimes, you know, they are a lot of money. Uh, you know, you're talking upper end of sort of five, six hundred pounds. Yeah. Um, which is a big, um, you know, which is a big outlay for a, a trip. But I think if, you know, if you are looking at safety and you, and you want to get the best performance, some of the ones we've shown there, um, you know, are, you know, some of the best, if you're looking at Mera Peak, Island Peak, if you're looking at, you know, the kind of uh, the colder times of year, you know, the yeah. upper end of the autumn, the early parts of the spring, 
Um, you know, and then if you're after that, then you go and frack on Kagua. If, you, if you're looking for progression, we get a lot of people who, you know, they come to altitude, they see the mountains, they love it. And they're like, can I go a bit higher? Let's do Island Peak. Yeah. Let's do Mera Peak. And then some of those people then, we've had Evertrekkers that are now coming on to um, Aconcagua. And that is a different story. Like when we're talking about these um, B3s with the double layer boots, you have to have those double have layer boots them, yeah. on Aconcagua. Yeah, 100%. The weather is, is, is it can be yeah. nuts out there. I mean, my view is that if you do... Um, you know, if you want to go <clears throat> six days and meters, yeah, you could just get one boot to do it all, yeah. and you could just get those double layers. Yeah, that means that there's absolutely. This is what I've decided to do. You know, there's yeah. no question in my mind then that I have the right tools for the job. The downside is, and this is something we all got to put up with, they're expensive. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but it, we are having to adapt to this ever changing sort of technology with boots. For instance, I saw um, a post Kenton Cool did the other day, and it was quite interesting. Where yeah, yeah. He uses La Sportiva, and it was a bit. I think it must have been like a bit of a promotional post, but he took pictures of all of his actual boots that he uses. I bet he's got a from, huh? from the tea house in Namshi to the summit of Everest. Oh, really? And what he does is he uses like just random trainers for yeah. chilling. Then he has some La Sportiva trekking boots. Nice. Then he has um, up to I think camp two or three. He'll use my boots. Yeah, and then. From Camp Two to the summit and back, he'll use the um, the Olympus Mons Eight Thousanders. Oh, really? Yeah. And what a great name! Yeah, it's an amazing name, isn't it? Highest mountain in the solar system. Um, and that and that's the thing, you know. You uh, th it used to just be you just had your you had your Everest boots and yeah. those were what you wore unless yeah. you were trekking. Now everything's <coughs> getting more and more stretched out. Um, we bought a pair. I actually gifted mine to Zach because I wasn't entirely. Was that the equilibriums? The equilibrium, oh, yeah. I love those. You boots. love them, don't you? Well, I gifted them yeah. to Zach um, purely because he's he was doing some winter stuff with you up in Scotland, and I yeah, figured they, the they were good skills. boots. Yeah, they were good. But Anuj wore them in spring yeah. to Summit of Island Peak and said that, that it was technically probably too cold. Yeah, you could you could get away with it. Like uh, you know, in Mer I've gone to Mera Peak in a month's time. I'll be using some of the the, the bigger boots that you've seen here. Yeah, um, and. Even though I love the the equilibriums, I don't want to risk it. Um, you know, I could probably get away with them. Um, you know, but and, and Jerome and, I, and thanks for the, all these questions as well. We got these. All these questions are great, by the way. We will come on to them. Um, how do you hire boots compared to to those you recommended? And it is a biggie because over the years we've we've kind of discussed. And you know, these are the mountaineering boots now, not the trekking boots. The trekking boots, you know, we feel like you know, there's a lot of good ones on here as well. Like some people talking. Um, who was it? I think they're talking about Scarpers. I think yeah. Marky V's talking about the Salomon GTX4, you know, and that's for doing, you know, Everest Base Camp. That's for doing, you know, Annapurna Circuit, Annapurna Base Camp. You know, the trekking side of it is perfect. Yeah. Um, and But when you're talking about the boots, hiring these sort of boots is a bit of a lottery. Um, you know, we've seen that. We've had customers and Evertrekkers who've gone out to Nepal. You know, it is a big outlay. So to save money, they've, they've hired the boots. But it hasn't worked out as well, or it's, you know, they don't always fit. Yeah. There's not always availability because you're in these remote regions and you're in the areas that, um, <clears throat> yeah, they almost, you know, obviously they're not worn in and they're not the best quality. Yeah. So you, you, you're giving up a lot there. Whereas if you can stretch and afford it and get it, obviously that's going to be a better. I mean, there are higher options. It's just that we're leaning towards now and our advice is kind of evolving a bit is that, Actually, it's best that if you are taking on these pe these peaks, it's probably best you don't hire them. Yeah, you can do it if it's if you really must. That's fine, but if you can get them yourself, yeah, it you is one I mean? of those things now where our mindset is changing because we yeah. have had a when we started doing peaks, not there weren't huge numbers. Yeah, now every year we're getting more and more people, so our knowledge of how to run those trips has expanded hugely in the last yeah. couple of years. Big time, yeah. and we're very um, we had a really amazing group go to Mera. Um, last spring and gave me such valuable feedback um, yeah. that I've, you know, personally going to use. And one of the feedbacks that we've received, and it's not just from our group, it's from all groups that start yeah. Mera, is that the rental boots, it's a gamble. It's like any of you that have gone skiing, you know, you rent the boots, they're not molded to your feet. They don't yeah. feel comfortable. It'll make do, but it's not ideal. 
And one of the biggest issues that you have is that the quality is not guaranteed yeah. because those boots start out brand new and the first person to rent them has an amazing pair, but the last person to rent them probably had a pair that weren't accurate, yeah. uh, weren't adequate. Um, you know, and they do get clean and washed and things, but it's just... But, it's, but uh, like anything, it wears out, right? Just just a little shout out there. I know we got some Evertrackers that aren't, you know, at home. Some of them are on the road. Some of them are on our trips. We got, I think, I see some people from Kathmandu, which is fantastic. Awesome. We've even got Sean all the way. I mean, it, that is hard work out there in Barbados. Yeah. I, Watching I, the TTI from uh, uh, from Barbados, mate. Well done. No, I mean, um, yeah, Sean, I... Uh, I feel for you, mate. That must be horrendous. Um, uh, if he's drinking out of a coconut right now, I'm going to not be happy. Mate, um, go, chilling I... on a beautiful beach with teal water. Oh, here we go. We've got, we got Glyn. Uh, namaste from Nepal. Langtang tomorrow. Great stuff. Enjoy, Glyn. Can't wait. I want to see loads of those pictures from Langtang. Amazing. One of our newest trips um, in Nepal. It's going to be fantastic. It'll be great to see uh, some pictures coming back from you, Glenn. Um, yeah, good luck and enjoy the route. Yeah. That's uh, going to be fantastic. Uh, Lee's in work, which... <sighs> Sorry, Lee. I don't know what at that... least At least we're tearing you away from your work, yeah, right? Yeah, but I... <laughs> Do you know what that means for him, though? He could be anywhere. That's true, actually. That's true. He probably can't say. I mean, yeah, he yeah. if he said, he'd have to kill us. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Or he, or he could be in, like, Daring Lines in Brecon or something. He, he probably, That's yeah. That's fine, yeah. Um, uh, Marky V, brother-in-law, was coming with me to EBC. Size 14. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it, uh, that is the upper end, isn't it, of shoe size? Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's hard. Yeah, you're gonna have to send an email for those bad boys, I think. I think, yeah, because they're not are, to I, us, to the... <laughs> to the people who are making them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, there might be some out there, and there might not be as many options. I think that's always going to be the issue there, isn't it? It might not be as uh, so many varied makes. Hopefully, Mandel will do a nice, um, a nice pair of size 14s, but hopefully, yeah, let's know, let's know how you're yeah. getting on. I'd, <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> nice, nicely. Um, Brecker's not that bad. No, well, it, it, it is if you're forced to do the fan. Dance. I suppose that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. And talking about Brecken, I think we may as well segue on to the training weekend because we've we've still yeah. got um, uh, some spaces uh, left. At, uh, Surprising, they, is it this? Uh, normally they se- normally weeks. they sell out, but um, maybe maybe, it, maybe it's people thinking, yeah, Brecken October. That's that's going to be a wet, sunny weather, right? But it can't be. It can't. The weather can't be worse than it was in August. Yeah, this year. So um, yeah, we still got space. Still got uh, space. Definitely get yourself booked in. Um, it's not the fan dance that Lee would love to get doing again, um, but it is in the in that same region. So it is in uh, the Brecon Beacons or Banay Brecon in in Wales, and um, we'd love to have you there. The Altitude Centre are coming and joining us. Um, which is great. They're bringing some of their equipment as well. So we're going to be doing some of the um, uh, some of the tests that we can put on the body to kind of yeah. see how you're doing at altitude. You know, having done that ourselves in London, um, you know, it's absolutely, yeah, it's interesting uh, to look at it from that way. So it's great to have their expertise there. Just to take a look at it from the scientific point of view. Um, obviously, with ourselves, you know, we always bring, um, you know, the experience and um, the experience of our community and, and, and Evertrekkers over the years and what works well um, yeah. from our side. But it's great to see the science and and why like acclimatization isn't always easy. Um, it, it's just interesting to see how the body works and how it adjusts to low oxygen environment. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, links in the comments there. Um, yeah, definitely get on if you can make it. It'd be lovely to see you. Obviously, myself and Dave be there as well. Awesome. Oh, Let's Talk is here, but I forgot. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten their name. I know. Oh, this sounds really bad. I. Oh, it's been a few weeks. Because uh, we didn't do it last week. It was a few weeks before. But who, whoever Let's Talk one-to-one talking therapy, um, remind us of your name again. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, we, we will have to write that one down um, when when it comes. But right, Gavin, yeah. laces versus boa. Dave, I know this is, this is probably interesting between me and you because I like laces. You like boa. But you're yeah. bringing me onto the dark side, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, so... Lorraine, hey Lorraine, how you doing? <laughs> Lorraine, right, I'm gonna write that down. Um, if I write it down, yeah, yeah, I'll write it down as well. Well, the thing is, it's like anything. If you listen to something, you only remember twenty percent of the time. If you yeah. write it down, you remember it sixty percent of the time. So I'm almost there. Yeah. So basically, I'm saying, don't forget. Okay, so next week, <laughs> Lorraine, when you turn up, then we'll we're know. both gonna we'll know. know. We'll know. Okay. We'll know. Okay. Before, if not, we'll buy you a beer on the training weekend. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Um, Just before we do go on to um, laces versus boa, a um, little bit of a game at the moment. So you'll you'll notice that um, 
something we, we did in one of our team meetings. Uh, there's something that Dave is doing when a certain word is said. So if anyone can guess that word, um, the first one who does will win a buff and we'll send it out to you. Mm -hmm. um, and that word is... Actually, well, are we going to give them the word? No, no, because no, they've got to guess the word. Because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they'll just, they'll just get everyone okay, on you. Okay. And what, what have you got to do when the word is said? Uh, I think that's giving it away okay. as, as oh, well. Right. So essentially, Dave has got to do something that he normally doesn't do. Yeah. Um, and if you can guess that and the first one to guess the word, the first one who guesses the word yeah. will win an Evertrek buff. Excellent. I think so I've a bit, done, a I think, bit of fun. I think it's happened two or three times so far. And looking at some of the guesses, Bhutan, ah, uh, Marky V, it's not. It's not. I know that would have been that would have been too obvious, right? Yeah. Um, it's something obvious. a little bit different. But anyway, we'll continue and yeah. then we'll see. I'll go we'll for the comments. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it plays out. So my um, yes, my argument for Boa. Yeah. Um, I first come into contact with Boa uh, buying uh, mountain bike shoes. I just think they're absolutely amazing because okay. because why I love them for mountain biking and why I got a lot of affection <clears throat> for them is yeah. because you get very if you if you mountain bike in the UK, particularly in Wales, you get muddy and sloppy and minging. Okay, right? <laughs> is that what happened? And uh, you have laces. Sunday, That's a lot of what yeah. happens Sunday. Yeah. And um, so you got laces. They're just disgusted. Boa don't have that problem. Okay. That is very true. Then the first time I used a pair of boa on mountaineering yeah. um, and trekking. So me and you are on a winter peak. Yeah. It's yeah. minus 25. There's a lot of wind blowing. I see we go in. You've yeah. got to do up your lace. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> done. Yeah, it is a little bit. Oh, different. you've over tightened your lace hand. Okay. I see what you've done. Okay. So, so it's easier. It's a lot easier. Okay. And I have That's never. True ever broken up here what's the what's the kind of price difference i don't really know to be honest with you because is... i've never found a pair that both have and haven't had it yeah what i will say is they tend to be the more expensive option okay so i have a pair of boa mountain bike shoes and they are more expensive than my non ones yeah but when it comes to the mountaineering and and um and uh trekking side i've not um not found a, a comparator a comparison okay interesting yeah. great stuff um yeah because and that's it isn't it because they're all a lot of the high altitude mountaineering stuff are expensive yeah yeah you know, so it's hard uh, i mean there's all judge. getting around it then yeah. uh, i mean depending on where you buy them from yeah if you buy my boots direct from last portiva there there's no there's no getting around it they're 900 pounds okay. um <laughs> i paid are you related yeah i didn't mind. Yeah. I, I paid 618 pounds um, but I ordered them from a company it's called Act. Because uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's burned into my soul. Um, but I'm going to use them this year on Mera. I'm going to use them in January on Akakagua. Right. Then. And if you want to do those, you have to have them. And I found a company, I think they're based in Germany, yeah. called Alpine Trek. You see them all the time on the internet. And I've looked at their stuff previously. And um, what I loved about that company was they did the half sizes. Nice. So I, you, you're, you're ten and a half normally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was choosing between forty-five, which I think is ten and a half. Yeah. And then most other ones go straight to forty-six, which I think is a little bit over eleven or something. Yeah. But then these did forty-five point five, which nice. you don't see a lot in UK shops. So they were really good. Hey everyone, sorry to disrupt your podcast listening today. I just wanted to jump in really and talk about uh, something that's really close to our hearts. Uh, certainly the last kind of four or five weeks, which is Morocco, um, especially after the uh, earthquake devastated the region, especially the High Atlas region in Morocco. So we wanted to just jump in really, <laughs> disturb your listening, and talk a little bit about Tubcal. Absolutely fantastic trip. Um, we've actually got two, a four day and an eight day trip. Very physical, definitely challenging, but very, very fantastic place to actually trek. Um, so we'll put the uh, both tip links in the, the notes. Um, highly recommend you get on there, have a little look at the trip. Uh, you could even watch uh, Mount Tubcal First Ascent, which is a nice little video that we put together um, from our very own musical Yeti Zach, uh, who went there, uh, took on his first uh, mountain, which was um, Tubcal, which was a bit nuts, but he absolutely um, beasted it, done it, um, and, and talked about his journey. Uh, both before and after and during and um, highly recommend you watch that um, but right i'll leave you to the rest of the episode um, but definitely if you're interested in going to mount tubecal 
Uh, I'll put the links in the notes and they'll go to the trip pages, have a little read and yeah, definitely get out there. Cheers, guys. Just um, just conscious of time as well. I know we've had a lot of questions in because we've had uh, a lot in. Um, <laughs> I would normally say John from Brecon, but actually not. This is from Jamie. Um, Jamie sent a lot of questions. That's, a, tre it. that's a tremendous that's amazing. tremendous effort, by the way. I respect it. There's probably about 11 on there. So, um, and I know there's been some questions on here as well. So we'll, we'll definitely go through them. Um, don't forget about that word, by the way. Um, if anyone guesses it, keep guessing. Yep. Uh, I know we've been talking a while. Um, just look for Dave doing something unusual that he doesn't normally do. Yep, yep. Um, because you know, right now we've got, I mean, just before we go into that, got a lot of customers out on, on trips. Yeah, we do have. Um... I, 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 you, you <laughs> I tricked me up. you. You <laughs> slipped me up. Um, um, yeah. Um, tracks. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and that's the amazing thing. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, our, our season in Apollo started. It has always an exciting time of year. Uh, we had uh, our uh, yeah first uh, ever trackers reached Everest Base Camp this season. Yeah. Um, yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, our time. Yesterday afternoon. Um, oh, oh, we've got some got some jazz hands going here. So they've noticed the jazz hands. Yeah. But what's the uh, what's Jamie, the word? Jamie Littlewood got it. Ah. The word is trek or trekking, and it's me doing jazz hands. <laughs> there we go. Well done. Well, Jamie. Uh, I will write your name down. Jamie Littlewood's got himself a free buff. I, um, what it was, we were playing a card game, um, but we weren't drinking, so we couldn't do like drinking forfeits. So yeah. my forfeit was that I had to do something like this on the on the on the TT. <laughs> That's a good forfeit. Yeah, quality. Um, just you know, bring a little bit of fun right to the uh, Tuesday tune in. Uh, but well done for getting involved. Anyway, so Jamie, right? We will be sending you a buff. Although we, he just called so. me David. Always being official. Yeah, no, I like it. I, I tried to rebrand as um, David once and it didn't work. You rebranded as David. I tried to. Oof. What was it? Rejection. You rejected it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> so back to the question. So should we? I mean, I reckon we save those big long lists for maybe quick fire. Yeah, yeah, we? yeah. Okay. We quick fire. Okay. There's loads. Michael Perryman has asked, "What boots are best for Island Peak?" Yeah. Hey, Michael. So I can sum that up quite easily for you. Um, if you want a pair of boots that are 100% guaranteed to work on Island Peak, regardless of the weather, you want the double-layered B3 boot. Nice. If you want a pair that are definitely 100% <coughs> going to work in spring and most of the time in autumn, yeah. you just want a set of normal B3s like the La Sportiva Cube GTX or the, um, the Scarpa Mont Blanc. Nice. There we go. Okay. Very good. Very good. And yeah, that and that's exactly it. What the point, isn't it? Is that you could use B twos, could use them, but it's highly likely that you'll you're going to struggle with the weather. Yeah. 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 Any time that you go, so B threes and warm ones. Yeah. Essentially. Good. Good question. Um, what else we got? I know you're you 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 got the you can be question master today. Dave. Okay. So Jerome has asked. Yeah. Dave. Does your recent knee injury dictate what oh, type of boot you choose? Good question. It's a good question. At the moment, I don't think about it, to be honest with you, because yeah. it's um, – I had my knee operation in 2021. Oh, so most – it was a lot of 2022 where, yeah, I probably couldn't have got away with ultra-stiff yeah. boots. Yeah. Um, it's taken a long time to fully rehabilitate the knee, and I'm actually feeling at the minute like it's as good as it's ever going to be. It's not 100%, yeah. but it was never going to get back to 100. Um, I would say, yeah, if you're fresh off a recent knee injury, wearing yeah. super stiff boots um, means that a lot of that torsion, because your foot isn't bending, is sent up the leg. Yeah. Um, so it probably would have been a bit difficult Um yeah, Lee snapped his ACL twice. He knows this. So, but a after a while, and it did. It's took in a. It took a lot longer than I thought it would um, to rebuild the muscle and strength yeah. around the knee. And now it's fine. So now I'll buy anything, and I don't. I don't worry too much about the the knee. Um, yes. But yeah, and for first year afterwards, yeah, definitely those B threes would have been a nightmare. Nice. Um, just a really good question, actually, as well from Gavin. Um, really good question around, and I'm, I'm hoping to bring it up. Here we go. Uh, I thought it was a really good question. I'll bring it in. I, I know all good questions, but I, I, I like this one. Uh, do you have a higher summit rate in spring versus autumn, winter dates? Um, uh, are they pretty level in regards to conditions? Mm. Yeah, really, really interested. So looking at the numbers, um, it's very similar, really. Um, there are some 
like times of the year there are harder and colder um but it, it doesn't kind of marry up with the numbers sometimes um don't know why but i'd say you know you're looking at going in the spring or going in the autumn you know they're going to be very very similar so don't really read too much into it because we don't do too much in winter uh, even the, uh, the the trips in like October that do go into or the ones like we're doing uh, Maripeak in November, yeah, yeah it's going to be colder. Uh, it just make sure make sure that you've got the right gear for that. But it does determine then, okay, if you go in in you know the latter part of that, you know, you're not going to get away with B twos. Your feet are going to be cold and you're risking it. I could do, um, but it's just going to be risky. So yeah, for us then it just leans right. Just take that whole risk out of the equation. Um, you know, unless it gets really, really bad, B3s, a double layer B3s are going to be the best for me yeah. if I'm going later, later in November. Yeah, Michael Perryman's just said, um, I have the Scarpa Rebel Light HD boots, which are B2. Are these okay for Island Peak in November? Yeah. I would I would say probably not, um, Mike. The reason is, you know, we talked about those B2s yeah. and how they're like evolving and now you get super lightweight B2s that are also good designed for trekking and sort of B2 use. But the one thing they're not strictly designed for is a lot of cold weather, yeah. sustained cold weather, high altitude mountaineering. So when you're on a peak like Island Peak or Mera Peak, you're walking on the snow and sometimes that snow can be quite deep for hours yeah. and hours and hours. And if you have a lightweight boot like that one, I am aware of it, um, your feet will get too cold. So you're going to yeah. want um, a, B, a B3 ideally the double layer boot yeah exactly good question though really good question yeah. around it you know and, and and throw some specific ones as well because we can we can chat about them i know we brought um a bunch uh you know already in the images um let's have a look uh, ratchet uh, yeah jerome mentioned as well actually which i know we were talking about the ratchet system you know the boa system essentially hmm. would there be a risk of any of this happening like um where is it there you are, i'll bring jerome in would there be a risk of that? Like, would it be prone to freezing up snowy ice conditions? Or is that nah. the same as laces? You just kind of just make no, sure it's, they, you know? it doesn't really because a lot of the um, in mountaineering boots, a lot of the uh, mechanism yeah. is, is kept <clears> away. <throat> you do have that dial. But no, it's absolutely fine. That won't freeze up or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's it's you might get if you possible you could get it like packed with some snow if you've fallen or something yeah. but you can just clear that the way i look at it is um you know it's think of like ski boots and things like that they're all made of metal and plastic and a lot of the time you're completely covered in snow and stuff yeah. like that you just dust it off um no shouldn't freeze or anything like that nice. um i know that simone morrow had his own set of g2 evo sms named after him simone morrow which were the predecessor to the boots that I've just bought. Never a bad thing in a boot and, um, after, is it? Yeah, and he, you know, if he says they're fine, uh, that's, he's a legend. That's, that's good enough for me. Is that the one? Is that the? Is he the helicopter pilot? Yeah, helicopter pilot. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a hero in the pool, isn't he? Yeah, Simone Morrow. Although, he, is he also the guy that can be quite controversial? Argued with. He was involved. Uh, he was involved in a little bit of a yeah. ruckus on uh, Camp that. Four, but I don't know if that was him that actually said he was just with. He was the people. there. But, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was Uli Steck actually that. Yeah, it was quite rude. It was a bit of a crazy time, that one, yeah. wasn't it? Um, all uh, is that in Sherpa? You got a documentary Sherpa? Um, I think it's in there. You can, you can you can watch a little bit of that. Yeah, it's a pretty great documentary, by the way. Absolutely love it. Um, Michael Perryman, thank you. I will buy some great stuff. Good man. Um, definitely get out there and, and give him a go. Um, Lee Wyatt, and <clears throat> probably a good way to view it actually. B two Scottish winter mountaineering. Anything alpine, anything high altitude, B3. Exactly. I think yeah. if you did stick to that, you wouldn't go far wrong, would you? Yeah, no. Yeah. And that's a good way to think about it. That's a lot of the what the brands use as their classifications yeah. as well. So really, really interesting. Um, right, let's go back to this gentleman then. I know, uh, unless you've got any other questions. Uh, there's a few more in. Okay. But, um, well, yeah. yeah, so David McKenzie said, having a nightmare with some Salomon Quest 4s yeah. that I bought to replace my Zambalans. Yeah, as I thought they were a bit heavy for EBC Gokyo in April. I'm considering sticking with the uh, Zambalans, but <clears throat> buying some approach shoes for lower down. Do you think this will be okay, or do I need to boot all the way? Uh, so, Dave, one of them, we we always recommend boots all the way because yeah. it's actually more it's icy and rocky up high, but it's rooty and rocky down below. It's just yeah. as easy for you to slip or roll an ankle. <clears throat> um, and it's just so tragic, you know, yeah. if someone rolls an ankle on their way up to Namshi on day two and completely 
swells up and game over where a boot may have had that extra support. So personally, I do all of my trekking 100% of it in boots. However, you've got to find what works for you. Some people are particularly sensitive to the weight of their boots. I personally think that once you have a pair and you stick with them, you if they don't fit, by the way, if the Salomons are giving you blisters or yeah. they don't fit, just get rid of them, sell them on eBay or Facebook and buy another pair that don't. I'd rather have a slightly heavier pair that fit well than a light pair that didn't. Yeah. Um, and once nice. you wear them and you get used to wearing them, you, you kind of just don't notice the weight really. Yeah, you do. It, it is interesting. The first time I used Mainal Boudins. Yeah. Um, and I put them on and thought, wow, this is, these are heavy. Yeah. I'm not used to that because I prefer like a lightweight. I was using, um, what was I using the first couple of times? I think it was the North Face Hedgehog. The first two or three times I went to Everest Base Camp, I wore them. They are lightweight trekking boots, um, not massive ankle support. And then I came across the Mainals. Um, you know, and then I swear by the Mainals now, and I've done every other ABC trip, Kili, Machu Picchu, Tupcal. A, a lot of them I've done with the Mainal Bhutans because they're all rounders. Yeah. But they are heavy. And when you do put them on first, it feels like they're moon boots. But you know what? I've, <clears throat> I'm onto my second pair. The only reason is, be is, is because the uh, I did the, the Great Glencoe Challenge, which I'm doing next year. It's the 10th anniversary. Uh, this will be my fourth one. Um, really looking forward to doing it next year. Um, but on my second time of doing it um i did a big ankle roll and i was in my mandles but the mandles took all the force literally one of the kind of the metal uh, what they call welks on eyelets. the eyelets pinged off it was that much it ripped out um but it's better that happening than something happened to your yeah. ankle it's a bit silly really it's it when you for some reason um it doesn't matter what, how long you've been walking for i can do it and I'm there, and it's probably just the way my body is. And you walks. can roll an ankle. I in just the roll, and it's like, what's going on? Because an I'm just roller. not, just not thinking about it. Yeah, it's such a. It's been a while. I, I think I've done it once or twice. Yeah. But I'm so conscious of things now that when I'm walking, it's really weird. What a, a, a result of the knee injury now when I'm walking is yeah. that I'm very conscious, and it's built in now that when I put my feet down, I like to, I like to know that they're. Yeah, flat I see and what you straight. mean. Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, so we have quite a, quite a few questions come in from uh, a guy, Jamie Littlewood, and normally we wouldn't give everyone such a large uh, <laughs> amount of questions. because. But he's actually come out with some good uh, general trekking questions that yeah, I think yeah. are... Um, they're, they're not all... Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I said they found you out now. Yeah, I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> Although Lee but, was um, a bit like, well, is that, is that really, technically he what it was half, half a prize? Buck, so I guess I could cut one in half. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Lee would be happy with that. <laughs> um, Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So Jamie Littlewood has asked quite a lot of good trekking questions that we think is probably worth. Uh, he's focused them a lot on EBC, but there's some general yeah. stuff there that's pretty good. Take it from the top, then, Dave. What we got? How much weight should I account for when hiring a sleeping bag? Ooh, that's good. So sleeping bags can be anything. You know, from you get the really lightweight ones, a half a kilo, up to the upper ones, which are like three kilos. Mm -hmm. So you know, depends on on what kind of what size. You know, if if you're aiming for like a kilo, kilo and a half, that's probably normal. I'd say for a sleeping bag that you're taking on EBC, um, you know, going to Everest, uh, definitely that's that's kind of what you want to be aiming for. Um, yeah, I, and, and weight is obviously a premium, um, you know, when you're on these things. It's, you know, with the whole reason that we always try and recommend, especially on Everest Base Camp in particular, in terms of the 15 kgs, is just because of the look of the flight. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, we, we only want to take what we need. Um, but, yeah, it's just the, the, the kind of regulations around that. Um, that you've got to you know, be a little bit more accountable for the weight that you take. I mean, you, some people get away with it and they've got to pay a little bit of money uh, extra at the airport to take that, but it's, uh, it keeps it nice and easy if you can get under that. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. He's also asked, is yeah. dollars the correct currency to take? So, yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, you can either use dollars or yeah. their, uh, the local currency. Generally, what I'll do is I'll bring dollars and then I'll exchange it for local currency or I'll just draw some out <coughs> of the ATMs there. The reason why I like to use local currency is because when you're buying things in the stores and the shops, the tea yeah. houses, it's all priced in local currency. And the change you get, even if you pay in dollars, is in local currency. So it's a lot easier to do the maths and things like that. Yeah, there's uh, I mean, the thing is, with dollars, it doesn't matter where you go around the world. You know, um, dollars is well, oh, definitely well received. Except, Everyone's like, oh, my God, you got except Cuba, except Cuba. But majority like, you know, you're looking at Nepal, North Tanzania. Korea. Yeah, I wouldn't take dollars there either. 
They're the only two countries I can think of right now where they probably really, yeah. really just, would just be against yeah, it. Just don't go. I'm obviously go to Cuba, <laughs> Iran. Three. Like yeah, any more yeah. now before we get them? Okay, out? no, no, I'm done now. Yeah, I'm done. Now. <laughs> yeah. So where we actually go tracking? Yeah. So where we go tracking? Obviously, yeah, absolutely fine. Um, you know, and but the thing is, when you're going out to Nepal, you know, your safety is always a biggie. Really safe country, Nepal, but still carrying around wads of cash is 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 never you know great. <laughs> Marky, Marky V's got chirping now. Mm -hmm. Syria, yeah, you're right. They don't take it to Syria. Um, you know, but you can, you know, if you're taking sterling, British pounds, um, you know, you can exchange those as well. And also as well, a lot of people just take it out of the ATMs. Um, so if you're taking your card, you can just kind of draw it out uh, in Kathmandu. Yeah. So you can do that as well. Awesome. Do I need to get Diamox before I travel? Um, I always recommend it, getting your own supply from um, a place like Nomad Travel Clinics. Um, that way that you've got your own, so you you know it's in date and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but if you do need it, the guides will have it. Um, there. It's also widely available in Nepal. Um, so all the tea houses pretty much have it. Um, it's you know All the chemists in Kathmandu have it. Um, but I always tend to get my own just so I know where it's from. Yeah, nice. It's it is one of those things, isn't it? I mean, we and we have done, um, you know, a whole uh, kind of live um, and, and Tuesday tune in all about Diamox. Definitely check that one out. Uh, we go into it in depth in terms of our recommendations of how you use it or how not to use it, because um, there's a lot of opinions out there in the world. <clears throat> but you know, we've seen it be used really, really well and as a powerful tool, um, you know, uh, at high altitude if if you're struggling essentially. Um, yeah. Do I need to take a water purification tablet, or should I use a bottle with a filter in it, like the Life Straw? Yeah. Unconscious, the cold can break the filter, but the tablets make the water taste dodgy. <laughs> we thought of this. We, uh, it's funny that you said that. <laughs> We've we come across same same problems, um, you know, over the years. But uh, luckily, in the pool now, uh, we use uh, water filters, so you don't mm -hmm. have to chlorinate the water. Um, yeah. In the, in the early years, um, you know, up until. Early 2019, we used to use water purification tablets. Nothing wrong with that as well. It's just um, it, it's better and better for the environment, better for you if you purify it um, using uh, just water filters. Yeah. So uh, we do that in Nepal, um, and and essentially uh, we're looking to roll that out, um, you know, on all of our trips eventually, um, as we as we kind of expand and grow. But uh, not at the moment. It's just uh, just Nepal that happens. Awesome. How hard yeah. are the beds? Do I need an inflatable mat? Um, in EBC, no, the beds are fine. Um, no one I know uh, uses an inflatable mat um, yeah. in the tea houses on the Everest Base Camp Trek. Yeah. Um, you get a nice little foam mattress, perfectly nice, more comfortable than the blow-up mattress on its own anyway, so yeah, nice. perfectly good. Um, just while you're looking at another one, uh, Pratesh, how you doing? Hope all is well. Pretty boy. Um, <laughs> that's not us called him. He's, he, he calls himself this one. No, no, we gave him that name. Is that what it was? Yeah, Pratesh. Uh, I stand it, uh, corrected. Yeah, yeah, Pratesh, pretty boy Patel. <laughs> Brilliant. I hope all is well, Patesh. Uh, is there a charge using the ATMs in Kathmandu? Um, so, yeah, anywhere you draw money, really, especially like Kathmandu, wherever you're traveling, there might be a small charge, especially because the local bank might charge the um, uh, the, the, the transaction, the, the company that does the transaction. So, yeah, there's a little fee, but it's not that high. Um, and sometimes you do get a better rate. So the rate, the, the trade-off from taking all your cash over and, and exchanging it, to maybe a few pounds that you might lose just from doing the transaction. Um, you know, and it's an opinion thing, but for me, I've always done it the ATM way. It's always easier yeah. rather than taking heaps of cash. Um, but obviously, you know, because cash is, uh, you know, like for me, I don't carry a lot of cash on me normally. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really don't kind of draw it out when I, um, I really don't take it out. I'd rather draw it out whenever I go, if it's easy to do that. And in Kathmandu, it is. Yeah. Loads of ATMs. Exactly. Um, so sorry dave yeah i know uh, that's yeah, right these questions there. uh jerome was asked a question dave yeah. off topic here but is it possible to have my anchor power bank repaired mine got damp not oh, wet and nice. it's not working that my friend is now a paperweight i was gonna, um, I was gonna say unfortunately game over isn't it? yeah if uh, yeah. they won't repair it for free if it get if it's been water damaged in any respect yeah. um yeah doomed mate doomed i know they're not cheap either but um hopefully i mean christmas is around the corner jerome maybe some hints to the to the wife um you get a new one for christmas yeah Exactly. Um, let's have a quick look. Is there Wi-Fi at the tea houses? And if yeah. so, is there a benefit of getting a local SIM? Good question. 
I don't think it's worth getting a local sim. Yeah. Um, all the tea houses do have Wi-Fi above Namshi anyway. It's yeah. called Everest Link. It's a shared network. You can buy individual access cards. They're quite expensive and they don't last very long. So my recommendation is in Namshi, go and buy one um, from one of the shops there. Yeah. And you can get one that's got a big capacity that will give you enough data to last the whole trip. Yeah. Um, and you'll save a lot of money. Yeah, lovely. Um, some more questions flurrying in as well. Let's have a look, uh, especially about winter skills. May as well give the winter skills a plug. Uh, uh, Kate, how you doing? I think, Kate, we're, uh, you're on the... Uh, Tupacal trip this weekend. Uh, I'll be meeting myself and Dave. Looking forward to oh, seeing yes. you. Yes. Football is well um, on Friday. Really excited. Um, will any of these B3s be required for the training weekend in Scotland in January? So, yeah, with regards to the, the winter skills, um, yeah, you can you can use your B3s. Um, you can. Uh, I've used, um, I did the winter skills earlier this year and a lot of Evertrackers did. We've had a couple of, um, a couple of those in Scotland. Um, and some people did wear B2s. Um, but if you have got B3s and you're thinking about going to somewhere like Mara Peak, Island Peak, maybe even higher, mm -hmm. um, use those same B3s because the, the, the incline, the terrain, you know, it, they're still steep and the, the, the kind of more rigid boot you've got, the better, but you can get away with some B2s. Um, but yeah, if, for instance, that, that, that winter skills weekend was the only one you're ever going to do on winter, you could probably get away with B2s. But we're kind of encouraging more the B3s these now in terms of the expeditions that you're eventually planning to go on, you know? <clears throat> a good question. Yep. Um, let's have a look now. Thinking about weight saving, do I need to take shower gel or the tea houses or yeah. they offer that facility? Can you use by theirs where I won't be shower uh, on all of the trail? Yeah. Uh, I bring like a little travel one, like that big from yeah. Boots, they sell them. Um I'll be honest, you'll have almost all of it left at the end, mate. You'll have a... See you, Jerome. Most of the opportunity for a shower is Namshi on day two, which is not really needed. And then Namshi again um, on day 10. Yes. Which very needed. Um, <laughs> so other than that, it's sort of wet wipes and then sort of have a, a sort of bag of death, as I call it, where you yeah. put all your dirty wet wipes and stuff like that. Good question. Um, I, I don't know if... Did you answer this but from David um, about the bags in... The duffel bags in Kathmandu? I haven't answered no? it, no. Sorry, I, I know there was some bag stuff there as I was reading. When we get to the hotel in Kathmandu, I'll bring this one in because I think it's really, really important. Um, yeah, when you get to Kathmandu and there's a briefing, um, you'll do that in Hotel Aloft um, and you'll get your duffel bags. So, yeah, you'll get one, uh, an Evertrek one from us and you want we want you to use that on the track. It does get a bit kind of thrown around, dusty, um, you know, if, if we if we do get some yaks involved, they do all go on the back of yaks. We have seen some porters, um, you know, sliding down if it snows on some snow on the bags. Um, yes, yeah, so they do get used a lot. Uh, so yeah, you can you can leave the bag that you bring to Nepal in the hotel and secure locked up room. Um, you know, with some you know if you if you get any souvenirs, spare you know pair of clothes to keep out of the dust. Leave that stuff in Kathmandu. Um, so yeah. Um, always good when you arrive. You'll also get yep. a T-shirt as well. Awesome. Um, maybe something else. You'll see. Yep. <laughs> what are the temperatures likely to be day and night on different parts of the trail in early November? Early November yep. is quite mild, so it could be quite warm lower down, um, up to sort of Namshi and Tengboche, probably yep. quite warm during the days. Definitely below uh, freezing at night. Yep. Um, and then as you get higher again, sort of <clears throat> Tengboche, Lobuche, you know, in the low figures during the day probably but it can still be honestly it's really it's really hard to get you know you could look up the averages on um google and that'll give you the, what the average temperatures are yeah it's hard to tell you from personal experience because every time i've gone it's been like quite different yeah um so i can tell you that uh, on one trip i went in spring and it was freezing and covered in snow and then i've been in autumn and i've been literally a base camp in a t-shirt like yes yeah, sweated i know so uh, so honestly i would have a look on google and check the yeah. average temperatures out but be prepared for it to go below freezing when the, the sun goes down lovely um there was a question here from andy i believe um here we go first time just signed up for killy september i'm awesome. a vivo barefoot walker awesome um yeah we met some of the uh, the people behind the scenes of vivo actually lovely people um what do you reckon for killy so yeah i'm not a, a barefoot as in, I don't use that, but I know you have quite a bit, haven't you, over the years? I, what about Killy? I know some people have used them, but they're, they're still open, right? The tricky is, well, I, I bought a pair, and I think they were called trackers. Yeah. And what I found with them is that they didn't have enough 
sort of protection underfoot for the really rocky, sharp, rocky right. terrain. Yeah, yeah. So although they had like a nice grippy sole, yeah. Um, if you stood on a like a sharp edge of a rock or something like that, I still <laughs> found that you could feel it. Also, they definitely weren't the warmest. Um, so if we had them on when we did Killy, when we did it, that would have been dodgy. Would have yeah. been really, yeah. really uncomfortable. Potentially, I'd have turned around. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why a lot of the the high altitude mountaineering boots you can't you can't make them barefoot. You know, they have yeah. to be bulky and insulated and have certain stuff. So. I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, it's, the barefoot thing is it's tricky because if it works for you, it's amazing. If it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. It didn't work for me. Um, I would say there's probably a lot of the trek you could do with them, but I would bring a pair of um, proper trekking boots um, yeah. for the at least the summit and days like Baranka, Baranka Wall, Wall and stuff yeah, like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, good, good point as well. Yeah, and, and I know they're coming on a lot. You know, the the Vivo. There are other um, barefoot um, kind of companies as well. Um, or you know use similar technology and they are coming on a lot um and becoming kind of a bit more mainstream and yeah. how people use them i remember a trek i was on in 2018 and you know it was quite new back then um and one of the guys on there was using barefoot um shoes on base camp um uh, but you know it's not a gent who wouldn't listen to advice but uh but you got a base camp and he was fine so it is yeah. down to the individual if and obviously if you want to go for it but obviously there might be a risk that you're going to get cold you might be feeling a quite a lot under feet um but i know that the kind of the reasoning behind the barefoot stuff is to bring you know more natural foot and, and the more natural use of your feet which you can we can you can generally use on any environment but it's you know professionally we'd say stick to the trekking boots in our opinion but um certainly if you if you do wear them and you do it i'm sure vivo would like to hear about that story yeah 100%. <laughs> i get in touch with them yeah. um they might say yeah do it do it do it and they'll, they'll, they'll might give you some press but um yeah worth looking at andy anyway but good question mate good question right we we've got a, a couple of minutes left um as we kind of round out this um i suppose just to kind of swing it back to how we started it really b2 or not to be uh, b2 yeah so, sell it the other way around there <laughs> um i'm gonna i'm gonna be putting together a bit of a blog as well that i'm okay. gonna be putting out there that'll explain yep. this um with some recommendations and things nice. like that so you don't feel like you have to retain all of this knowledge yeah. um very very soon there will be a um a handy blog that we're going to put out there and attach to the <coughs> website and things like that awesome. um but yeah my my view has always been when we're talking about the high altitude stuff yeah. is the peace of mind is important um you don't want to have any you don't want to be let down by a piece of equipment that's not fit for the job. Yeah. Now, it is a gamble sometimes when you go into a 6,000-meter peak. If you bring B2 boots like the Scarpa Mantatex, it is a gamble because they yeah. may be warm enough or they may not be. So if my success is based on that gamble, I would rather get another pair which will definitely be warm enough regardless of the weather. Yeah. So peace of mind is always optimal, and I think that going for that, triple layer boot or that b3 boot something you know is going to be good enough is is what i would personally do exactly yeah and, and and it's a really great great subject isn't it um you know something we wanted to talk about for a while and um certainly leading into some of the expeditions now uh, hopefully it gives you a little bit of advice that you'll be able to choose the kind of boots that you want to progress into um you know like kate who's doing the winter skills and then going to patagonia or mm -hmm. you know who knows what what's next for kate um especially after this weekend who knows <laughs> we might be talking about some new trips um but no whatever you're doing have an awesome time i know a lot of you are on trips soon um you know marky v i know is out there in a couple of weeks 15 days i think um you know we're, we're uh, your brother family um you know charlie doing ebc on saturday great stuff like safe journey over yep. um wherever you're off to um you know we've we've had um our last ever trekker go to machu picchu we've had a lot of people at machu picchu lately which have been great to see your photos be great as well if all of you are going to these places as always don't forget to tag us um you know tag evertrek we've got the um the where is it here i do like to bring it in sometimes where is it where are you i am literally finding it here tag us in your stories uh where are you where are you you can see that ah here we go there we go <laughs> she's i'm blind uh yeah at evertrek uh uk um if you can tag us with that one if you're on instagram or facebook uh, or twitter or formerly known as Twitter, X, uh, whatever you are, uh, threads. Um, yeah, tag us on that one. Uh, we'll be able to see your photos. Um, you know, it'd be great to even share them in the High Altitude Ever Trekkers group. It's just nice to see how things are going and, 
good good to get some updates from Evertrekkers as, as as well. So yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I suppose yeah. Next week we are in Morocco next week, so there's no Tuesday tune in next week. Uh, we'll be back the week after. Yeah. Um, really excited to uh, kind of chat about a, a you know new subject. Um, really exciting. Um, yeah, I suppose we'll see you see you then. Yeah, see Tupacal you then. first. Tupacal first. Yeah. Uh, episode three for you, isn't it? 2.5. 2.5. You never made the top first. Let's one. make it through. Yeah, so the, yeah, <laughs> I'll be good. What I might do is I might get to the summit, walk back down to where I quit, and then walk back up is to the summit gonna... again. Well, I'm going to write that, that one way, down. That way, I'm gonna, I can say that I've reached the summit the correct number of times nice, for the trips nice, that I've done. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. All right, all the best. Have a, an awesome uh, couple of weeks, wherever you're up to. And we'll see you, uh, say not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. Yep. Take it easy, guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.